Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. And my guest today is Republican candidate for mayor in the city of Albany, Alicia Purdy. And Alicia is going to talk about the primary that happened on Tuesday of the 22nd. So, Alicia, were you surprised by anything? No, yeah, I was not surprised at all. And thank you for having me, by the way. It's always lovely to speak with you. Um, you. I was not surprised, at least. In fact, I was, I was less, I was less than surprised. I didn't. Everything happened exactly the way I imagined it would happen. That's exactly mm-hmm. the only way to put it. And I, I understand the so many. Um, her, the morale is so low. People are, they're not mm-hmm. disappointed, Dishian. They're furious and enraged and ready to do something different. Um, what, that, what that might be for each person, maybe they have a different idea. But I think the common theme is get rid of this mayor. And so these entrenched, you know, entrenched people typically show up, the most passionate show up from a primary, one-third even bothered to vote for her, and that brought her, you know, less than 4,000 votes. It was like 3,900-something votes. And uh-huh. out, of, out of how many tens of thousands, 60,000, whatever the number is, it's up there, registered Democrats, what a lackluster, uh-huh. hysterical, disappointing showing for someone who touts themselves as the answer. She had said that uh, the reason – that the uh, that that the numbers were so low was that people got confused that they're still not used to a June primary rather than a September primary. Do you buy that? Um, so you're telling me she did not use COVID as her excuse? That no. seems to be the go-to um, the go-to excuse is that it was it was COVID's fault. You know, blame shifting is is an interesting tactic, a decoy tactic um, to throw people off the scent of the truth. It's a decoy. And what you need is people like me who will not let go of the truth and will continue to hammer it down. The fact is the lackluster showing of support for the incumbent mayor is the truth. Nobody was confused about anything. I got three mailers from her telling me about all of these different things. Believe me. Um, don't buy the PR. This is the truth of her lack of support. And she went home and screamed into her pillow. (laughs) So do you think, you know, years ago, people would vote the party line. Oh, I'm a Democrat. I'm going to vote for the Democratic ticket. Do you think that the voters who did go to the polls and even those who stayed home uh, kind of like threw a death knell into the Democratic establishment in Albany County. Yeah, you know, there will always be hardliners. And to be perfectly fair, there are hard, hardliners on either side of the fence. There are hardliner, you know, Republicans and hard, what we would consider hardliner Democrats. Um, there are, there's just some people, there's just no changing their mind. They're not my tribe. The people that we're, we're looking for in the city of Albany are 
not progressive into socialist Marxism, but when I, when I say progressive, I mean that the, there are those people who are more than willing to cross party lines because they vote based on, a, first of all, a candidate and, and, you know, of commonality, but also they really want to vote for a candidate, even if they have some fundamental disagreements in other areas. Um, they want to look for a candidate who will do the best for them and their city and, and, and pay attention to the individual. And, and people are so much more willing now more than ever, and certainly last night's turnout proves this. Um, these hardliners, they're always going to be there. The average citizen in the city of Albany is paying attention, best person for the job. That is clearly Kathy Stange years of abysmal failure behind her. I was just reading the other day her speech from her 2014 inauguration. And it was, it could have been her speech from right now. All the same promises, all these things that she's never done. She's never held herself accountable to her promises. And the rhetoric is she could read that speech today and it could be the same speech. And so I think people are done. And and I think it's a larger conversation too about uh, and, and, and the general voting right now, especially a younger generation, people want to know their candidate. And, and in a way, that's a beautiful thing. It's a tough thing. It's a challenge, especially for me as a Republican in a Democratic area. Um, I, I embrace it, and that's fine. I believe that the passion with which somebody is asking tough questions is the right kind of passion because it means that they're willing to listen and, and vote for somebody where you have the most in common and are really our common ground is what's best for the city of Albany. And, and I think it's a beautiful thing. And so what I find from people, when I say progressive, what I say, what I see that as is this new wave of people who's not, they're not voting across the line. They're going to look at a name. They're going to associate it with what it represents to them personally. And they're going to vote and say, okay, maybe I didn't agree, agree with three things, but I agreed with the most important two things. I don't need to agree on, on the smaller issues. I need to agree on the city of Albany moving forward, how we spend our money, how we address crime, how we deal with livability, what kind of accountability and deliverables am I going to have? That's what matters. And, and this mayor has utterly failed. And, and I love the quote unquote, she means progressive differently than I mean progressive. And I mean progressive in that way. We are a progressive city, um, not in that we're leftist Marxists, as I said. We are progressive in that we are thinking differently about who we want to see in the next at least four years. And I've said this before. I will continue to say it throughout my campaign. This will be the most significant election in a generation in our city. I think people are starting to awaken to that truth. Do you think that over the over the past eight years that Kathy Sheen has taken her constituency for granted, and do you think that's going to no longer be the case? Well, sure, uh, and it's not just Kathy Sheen. Uh, you know, she's not the sacrificial lamb here of, of all the things she's taken for granted. They for granted all of them. Though. I interact with people of this caliber constantly. There is definitely a swagger and an assurance, um, you know, the kind of we own the room that I don't ascribe to. 
and I dance from different steps, and, and I'm not a lockstep person, and I never have been. So, so does she take it for granted? Heck yeah, she does, for sure. The biggest issue that Kathy Sheehan has and why she consistently fails, she probably wonders, why does everything I touch turn to crap? I'll tell you why. Because Kathy Sheehan sees people as the problem, and I see people as the solution. It's a worldview, Cynthia. You can't change it. She could never try to be me. She could never try because we come from two different places in our heads and in our hearts and how we approach problems and solutions. And so, yes, she's been assured of her win because she surrounds herself with yes men. And I do not. I face challenges and people in my face constantly put myself in positions of discomfort and people are pushing back against me. And, and really, it's an Abraham Lincoln principle. Abraham Lincoln was known to stock his cabinet with voices of dissent. I think that is a winning strategy in government and as a human being to not become assured of yourself, but to constantly have somebody somewhere saying, well, did you think about this? Well, this didn't work out like you said. What are you going to do about it? It's important because this is how people become tone deaf. And, and she came in tone deaf. She's remained tone deaf. She's surrounded herself with people who are tone This is why this is, she's not just losing, she's failing. Her policies failed. Her leadership has utterly failed. And the result has been the city of all failing. And that to me is unacceptable. So I hope she stays assured of her win. It's the best way to get somebody to lose. So, you know, people... People in the city of Albany, they say uh, they, they, they don't care for the mayor. But at the same time, they don't step up to the plate, take responsibility for their own well-being and government in Albany. So I, I, I think that the citizenry are partly to blame for this. Would you agree? Absolutely, I agree. And before I lay all that blame at the feet of Albany, this is the state of New York. This is the nation. We are asleep. And and this, yes, I completely agree. So, so without laying blame specifically in Albany, I'll address Albany. And, and yes, people have failed to step up. The number one thing that I encounter that that has heartened and shaken me if there has been anything. I'm very hard to dishearten and shake, Cynthia, but if there has been anything that has disheartened me, um, it has been to see the fear in the eyes of good people. They they hope for change. They they wish for it. They they're ready to move. They want to sell their business. They, never, they think nothing can ever change. There's a hopeless despair in the city of Albany that anything could ever be different. Um, that has hurt my heart because they've bought the lie. It's been 100 years of this, and so I can understand why someone would say this will never change. They, they've bought it. They've been raised in the lie. It's, it's like a cult mindset where if you're raised in a cult and all you ever know is the cult mindset and the group think and the control of the, of the, the cult leader – you simply don't know. And somebody's long, and they're, and they're trying to show you um, a more excellent way. It's hard to let your heart hope. 
And so there's part of that. And, and then there is the complacency. As, as much as we want to cry about poverty, and, and we do have poverty, but as much as people want to cry and, and act like it's the number one issue of the world, the fact is in the United States of America, even people who are poor are more opulently living than people who are poor in other countries. And so what that has bought us in the United States of America is a complacency and an apathy. And it has lulled us into sleep. And that's the same thing in Albany. Well, we have our complaints and we might, you know, moan and groan at a barbecue with our friends and family. Um, but essentially Albany has been asleep. And now it's gotten so bad. It's so bad. Shots fired. People being gunned down in the street. It's gotten so bad. It's creeping up into the upper wards. Oh, they're waking up now. Now they're mad. And now they're looking at Kathy and the establishment. Like, what the heck have you been doing all this time? We, we give you the most in taxes. How come we're getting shot in the, 11th, the 10th and 11th ward? Why is this creeping up town? Why is it happening in Colony? People are starting to wake up. Um, and I don't think it's an, a, an irreversible problem. But I do think people are to blame that have just, you know, they've just kind of toiled the ground in front of them, stayed in front of their own houses. They don't show up. They don't want to get involved. They're going to get dressed down on social media. Oh, poo-poo. This is where um, good people who care must step up. Don't move out of town. They fight. That's, that's what I'm doing here. I'm not going to move out of town. I'm going to stay, and I'm going to fight. And I hope that other people who are waking up are willing to push back and fight. This is the, re- the entire reason we had an American revolution. We were done. And good people, we pledge our fortunes, our lives, and our sacred honor. We're done. And now we're going to fight. Do you think the people in Albany, uh, this had to be a wake-up call for Kathy, and it had to tell her, you know, you're not really loved anymore. But do you think it was a wake-up call for the people who didn't participate to say, hey, I can make a change if next time around maybe I'll vote. Maybe I'll run for common council. Maybe I'll write more letters to the editor. Anything to get them engaged. Do you think this is a new day? Um, well, first of all, I don't think Kathy was ever loved in the first place. That's God's honest truth. I'm just gonna. This is what I say. Truth. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. But in terms of igniting people to get more involved, in terms of igniting people to get more involved. Um, one of the things that I will be doing, um, regardless of the outcome of the election, is that I will be, um, one of my passions and what I've seen is, is people have been waiting to be asked. So, so one of the things that I, I would like to do, especially if I win, I have a, I have a plan to, to ignite involvement in people on the civic level because and the reason why it's not been done before and it sounds so revolutionary is because they don't want an array of voices. They actually don't. And so what I would like to do is ignite people to step up and run for office. In fact, I encounter a lot of people in the, in the Albany protest culture. And, and sometimes they just want to air their grievances and rage. And I'm not interested. I'm not interested. In fact, I have said to them multiple times, are you registered to vote? You sound like you got a lot of passion. Are you registered to vote? And they say, uh-huh. uh, no, we don't vote. We're against the establishment. And I constantly say to them, 
questions about your how much you really want to affect change in this world. If you really wanted to affect change, you'd run for office, and otherwise you're just a whiner with no point, and I'm not interested. What I want is people of action, and, and whatever that action is, I'm not going to say I'm going to stock the pond with Republicans. What I would like people to do is get engaged in the, the, the local um, leadership in this city. It needs to be broken apart into chunks. We, we've got to deconstruct this because it's, it's, become, it's become this, this massive transformer, this Voltron, where all these pieces come together as a giant monster and take everything over. When the Voltron calls, it, it, it's over. My passion, um, should I be elected, I've got some very clear plans in place on how to restructure and ignite people who have waited to be asked. And, and I'm going to go call upon that and say, you said, now, here's the, here are these initiatives to in, ignite civic engagement in the city of Albany. You said you wanted change, and now I'm here to call it in. Hmm. So, you know, when I saw the numbers, I was a little bit, I, I, I expected what I saw. But the the amount of apathy was really amazing. Um, so do you think, you know, I spoke to somebody this morning who said, oh, you know, Purdy's a Republican. She'll, she'll never win. Do you think that whole mindset is, is, is dying out where people will look at the person rather than the party? Because. Kathy Sheehan is a Repub uh, is a Democrat. I'm sorry, her common council uh, candidates are all Democrats. So either they vote the party line, hold their nose, or stay home. Do you think that the people of Albany will now take a second look at people who are running on different party lines? Probably. They would. I don't know. Um, I can't. I can't guess at what people will or won't do because, you know, I I would not call what happened in the primary apathy. I do not label it as apathy. I think it's a clear message that that whoever stayed home, it's not because they were apathetic, and it's not because they were too dumb to figure out when the primary was, like Kathy is implying. People simply don't care. Not in an apathetic sense. They've dismissed her. They're done. This was her message. And she said she wasn't going to run again. And, and now she's outed herself as a liar. And, and people aren't interested. She's politics as usual. Now, will a Republican and a conservative win in the city of Albany? When, when people say that, that it, that it can't happen, Cynthia, first of all, if they say it to my face, I go write their names down somewhere. And I'm not going to tell you what list they're on. Um, but I laugh. What it shows is that there is much in the cult as anyone else. They've drank the Kool-Aid like anyone else has. I just, I can't even hear it. I, I don't even absorb it. It's wrong, but I do hear it a lot. And it just gives me a compassion for people whose minds have been trapped in chains, the Stockholm Syndrome that pervades Albany. And so will other candidates, um, I hope that they will. Um, whether or not they actually will remains to be seen. Certainly there's only going to be three of us. Um, potentially too. We'll see how that plays out. But you mm -hmm. know, over time, people are looking for 
something different, whether or not they'll cross, hold their nose and vote for a Republican, I can't tell you that says more about them than it does about me. But I can tell you mm-hmm. the number of people in Albany who are sick of the mayor spoke yesterday. And I'm going to make it my new mission to reach them. Were you surprised that uh, Greg Adela squeaked on the ballot? <laughs> uh, was I surprised? That's a good question. Surprised and not surprised. I know that sounds like a non-answer. I really, I really didn't care. That's the truth. I'm focused okay. on my own campaign, and I don't see Greg as a threat in terms of he's running way down at the bottom of the ballot. He's got his work cut out for him. Hey, he may pull through and shock everybody. I I don't see it happening. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, what's best for Albany is what I want. And it's clearly Kathy Sheehan. Um, I, I have my personal opinions on whether or not it's Greg, but I'm confident that it's me. And at the end of the day, that's where I'm pushing really hard. So was I surprised? I wasn't paying attention. That's the truth. I'm just focused on plowing the ground in front of me. Now, have you ever spoken to Kathy Sheehan? Oh, yes. Yes, I have. Kathy and I have run into each other a number of times. I make sure I'm always near her at every opportunity, wearing my big giant badge that says Alicia Purdy for mayor. Um, I show up at mm-hmm. neighborhood meetings where she is. I try to show up at neighborhood cleanings. I, I really do try to show up. Let the people know in the city of Albany, I do more than just to take a picture with them in the background. I show up, I stay, I have conversations. And yes, Kathy Sheehan is fully aware of who Alicia Purdy is. In the times that you have encountered her, met her, spoken to her, did you find her? Did you find her warm and fuzzy? Well, we didn't have a tickle fight. I can tell you that. Um, did I find her warm and fuzzy? I wasn't. I didn't stay long enough, or I should say, she didn't stay long enough um, to be warm and fuzzy. So however I saw her was as cursory as it would be with anyone else. She and I don't shoot the breeze for obvious reasons. She's not interested. And you know what? That's okay. I don't need to shoot the breeze with her. I'm not here to be friends with Kathy Sheehan. She did a garbage job at torpedoing the city of Albany, and I'm here to overtake her and flip her. Mm. So... You know, I'm just so overwhelmed by everything I'm seeing and and hearing. It's really amazing. And I, I personally think it's a new day in Albany. I think people's perception is going to change um, come the next election. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, there will be a lot more participation. I think what you're doing is terrific. Um would you would you be would you be surprised if you pulled it off? No. I wouldn't be surprised in the least. This is this is absolutely the best shot that a that a viable Republican conservative candidate has ever had in the city of Albany. This is hands down the easiest it will be to overtake 
the Democrat machine in the city of Albany. Would I be surprised? I would not even be a little surprised. Um, now, that being said, I'm not asleep, Cynthia. I'm wide awake and running hard. And I, I do not take for granted that I could or could not win. I understand. I understand the chances. This is as close as it's, this is as close as it's going to be. And I would, if I want, if I were to win, um, no, I would not be surprised. I think other mm-hmm. people would be, but I would not be. Right. So what do you say to the people, people of Albany? Now, when you're with me and on, on my podcast and radio, you know, you're reaching at one time more than walking door to door. What would you say, I, I consider this a new day in Albany. How do you feel about about the primary and, and what, what it means going forward? About what the, what the message of the primary sends to the people of Albany? You bet. What I would say to the people of Albany is this. We are ready for a transformation. We do not need a restart of Albany. We're not getting a new spark plug and restarting Albany. We're not putting some duct tape on a hose and restarting Albany. Put off the fluids and restarting Albany. Albany has become a jalopy that is nickeling and diming people of Albany. We are getting a new car. We're going to transform the city of Albany. And people get afraid of that word. But what they have to understand about the word transformation is form and function are going to be transformed to the benefit of the city of Albany. Voting for a candidate who has a fresh set of eyes, brings a new hope, an energy, and who doesn't see people as the problem, but people as the solution, it's going to completely turn Mm -hmm. things around. I am a common ground mayor. I'm the people's mayor. I'm somebody who is able to have conversations and bridge gaps and resolve conflicts. I'm already doing those things. And so to the people of Albany, I would say this. This primary is step one. And by the way, I want to make this very clear. A new mayor is only step one. The new mayor is not the blanking sweep of transformation. This is going to be a process, but it's not going to happen with the status quo. A new mayor is step one, but it is the most crucial first step to transformation. And so a vote for me is, is not a vote necessarily for a Republican. A vote for Alicia Purdy for mayor is a vote for the city of Albany in the transformation we deserve and we demand for every community across people in our city. Yeah, I, I want to take this opportunity to invite Kathy Sheehan to talk about the primary and what she, what she envisions for Albany within the next four years. So you have, we have just a few minutes left, Alicia. Um, give out your contact information. How can people get involved in your campaign or make a contribution? Okay. So thank you for your time. Remember, if you hear the word restart, think jalopy. Anyway, you can find me at the Purdy for the number four, aliciapurdyformayor.com. There's donation there. There's a Get Involved link. There's an events link for sponsorships for my events. I'm on Facebook. 
I'm on Facebook, send me a message. I'm extremely responsive. Um, whatever, meet and greet, community events, I'm available for all of them. And I'm happy to show up. Come find so, me. Alicia, I am sure that we will be talking over the next four months, five months. Uh, so you have been Look listening to Leach Purdy um, running for mayor in the city of Albany on the Republican line. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thanks, Alicia. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a wonderful day. Bye.